0: welcome back to the podcast guys and girls in today's episode we discuss the state of the fitness industry how we think everything's going to shake out after we're able to get back to reality as best we can i know i got a lot out of this episode i think you guys are going to learn a lot from it so without further ado let's get going
1: it's time to sweat it out with anthony mendez and josh evans
0: What's going on, everyone? Mendez, how you feeling, man? Everything good with you?
1: What's up, my brother? How's everything, man? Everything's good over here on my end. How about you?
0: Yeah, doing well, man. Doing well. Riding it out. Uh, Trying to go with the flow. You know, keep myself myself on track with everything that uh, I have to do for work and trying to reach out to as many people as I can and stay in touch, you know, trying to stay connected with everyone, even though... We can't be with each other in person.
1: Yeah, no, man. Same here, dude. Just trying to keep pushing, keep moving. You know, doing uh, create my uh, keeping well, actually more like keeping myself in a in, in a routine of uh, doing the stuff that I need to do, and following up with the family, following up with the friends, seeing how they're doing, and uh, just trying to support others, and um, you know, make sure that I'm I'm there. Even if I'm, even if I'm not there, but then I'm there from a distance. So um, we got to do our part. So, but yeah, man, that's how so it, it's going to be like that for a while. But we made the best out of it.
0: Yeah, I've been surprised, honestly, how easy it's been f- for me to maintain a routine uh, through all this. Because at first, the first you know, couple of days, first week, when everyone was trying to find out this new norm. I'm sure a lot of people like myself Mm -hmm. were, you know, it was, it was a difficult adjustment for me. I definitely found myself like slacking off and not, not really giving my full intention to, to my work and and what I had to get, get done throughout the week. But now I feel like I'm in a role. I feel like uh, I'm in a groove and I'm, I'm getting a lot of work done. I'm feeling pretty productive Back to waking up super early, four thirty-five every day, uh, going to bed as as early as I can, nine nine thirty. But working that entire time throughout, and uh, I feel blessed to you know be able to still have my job and be able to work and be able to serve people. And I, I hope there. I I mean, I just saw the other day or I saw this morning that like another six and a half million people just filed for unemployment. So I, I know there's a lot of people who don't or aren't in the, the same position I am right now, but, and I, I feel for all those people, I, I do. I just, I think a lot of things are going to uh, change and, uh, you know, I'm I'm just glad that for now I'm able to kind of keep some sort of normalcy to my life throughout this whole thing.
1: I agree. Man. I, agree. For sure, for sure, with seeing all these num- these new stats and numbers of, you know, people finding unemployment, and, and we're seeing me- me- mega changes in, in the way people are living and operating, and it's, it's like we've talked about, man. I think it's going to cause a huge chain reaction for a new way of approach in the world, a new way of doing things. Um, not just only bad, but good as well, you know. And um, of course, there's going to be there's downfalls right now, and there's going to probably be some you know, other new downfalls and obstacles, but at the same time, you know, we're going to see a lot of, I think we're going to also see a lot of good stuff come out of it. Um, I think we're also going to see a lot of answers being answered from maybe things that we've, um, couldn't figure out before things that maybe were people keeping people hesitant or they were just stuck in a lot of the old way methods and it's forced them to start implementing new way methods and figuring these things out. And I think also too, it's going to shine, Shine light on an area that maybe a lot of uh, people, companies, uh, employees, um, and uh, a lot of labor workers do. That you know, it's going to expand their mind. Maybe on uh, you know, seeing things differently, and entering a new realm and in a new era of the digital and online space. And this doesn't mean it's going to completely eliminate eliminate them from what they do on a day to day basis of work, but. Uh, you know, it might open up their eyes to so maybe open up something on the side, a side gig, a side business, um, you know, do some kind of operations as well online and, and make them realize that, you know, it is an important thing to have.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's trying times for a lot of people. I saw this morning as well. I read in an article that Equinox isn't, isn't going to be paying a lot of their rents for their leases. So, that's you know that's not good signs for for that big of a company especially when they're owned by a real estate company related group i i don't know what's going yeah, i mean i don't know what's going to happen with that man I, there's going to be a huge shift though in where we see things going after this this whole lockdown is over uh, within the fitness industry i don't really i mean i can't imagine a lot of people going back to these big Open chain, like big big box chain gyms like Equinox, LA Fitness, 24-Hour Fitness Lifetime. You know, some of these places have, you know, 3,500 people. So some of these locations at one time, all like breathing heavy and, and sweating. Not that I want to see these gyms close. I don't. I don't want to see any fitness business suffer because I think if we're all in this together, we can all improve. And at the end of the day, it's about making the industry uh, better for those that are, are going to come after us. But I, I don't really, I don't really see a, a, a big light at the end of the tunnel for, for them personally. And you know? I agree with
1: a lot of what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, and I think at the same time, like, I think it's the way I look at it is I think it's, it's going to really for sure hurt and, and push back a lot of, um, a lot of gym owners, a lot of big box gyms, and I, but I think at the same time, I think it could be a win if these owners and big box gyms operators adapt quicker um, than later. Um, and I think if they learn to adjust and add new elements, I think they can um, slowly make progress to then in the future see the big benefit out of it. But obviously if if they don't make that change and they decide to just go back into a fully operational gym, it's, it's going to hurt them tremendously. And you know, my thing is once this is all done, you know, the whole quarantine, the whole, let's say the Corona slows down drastically. doesn't mean that we're in the, you know, safety, safety net, you know, out of this whole safety, uh, I mean, issue we're having and we're in in a safety net now. What this means is that we have to still take precaution. You know, they're already saying that, you know, we might be in a, in a state of caution for a year, you know, before everything fully goes back to normal. And honestly, in a A year, sorry, 18 months, a year and a half, um, 18 months. And we all know, man, we all know that when new people get into new routines, when new people create new habits, which, Honestly, to create a habit, it only takes 60 to 90 days to create a habit. So if people create new habits, new routines, what does this do? This is putting them in a new path in, in, in the world we live in, meaning people are going to be forced to work out from homes, to work out online. Um, so people are going to embed a new system in their head. So when the, when these gyms eventually open up fully, it probably won't even be till two years. How many people are going to actually want to go back? You know, how many people are going to actually want to use it? Not saying that it's not safe anymore. It's just because they have a new hardwiring system embedded into them of working out from home online, you know, and honestly I think that these gym owners and these corporate companies need to act now and learn how they can adjust their models into hybrid training styles. And I saying that they can't go back to putting, you know, in person stuff, you know, at the end of the day in person is always different than, then online, it's a different experience, a different uh, feel, and it has its value. But they need—I think—it's important for them to learn how to, to adapt into what the new age is coming into, also what these new people are going to have hotwired inside of them when we come out of the situation. And you know, uh, with that being said, I think honestly, the, the 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 gyms that have I think the opportunity to dominate um, is uh, is is these boutique ones in the sense of. A lot of them that have incorporated some online stuff before and now. Um, they're they're gonna be able to, you know, retain a lot of what they've been doing. Um, they're not gonna have a huge overhead, they can keep lots costs lower and they can actually use their boutique gym to operate it as an online shooting studio. Um and these if these boutiques gyms you know, operate as an online shooting studio and you know, then have their some one-on-ones, they're going to be fine. You know, and I think a lot of these big gyms need to see how they can do that. And, you know, you never know, maybe some of these big gyms start scaling down and they start turning into more boutique style boutique size, what I mean, boutique size style locations and they're offering more online and they're using their studio more as a, a shooting studio for content. And maybe they have their few, you know, people come in for one-on-one and small group training and, and, and fitness classes, but they're not going to be your typical big box corporate, you know, style gym anymore, you know, and it, that could be a possibility as well, you know, especially if, if we're seeing that this is going to take that long. You know, I, I, you know, I, it's just from what I'm saying, man, I, I think uh, a lot is going to change in, in certain things that I was saying and but probably in other new, new things that we haven't even seen yet that are going to come out.
0: I think you're exactly right. I think these smaller gyms, I was going to say the exact same thing that these, these smaller gyms, I think have an opportunity to capitalize, right? Which I would love to see because in my opinion, these smaller gyms that have high quality systems, gyms like primal fit Miami up in Miami shores, Matt pack spot, shout out to Matt pack and primal fit. Uh, these smaller gyms have such amazing systems and, and great coaches, right? Who aren't taught to just churn and burn sessions like some trainers are at other big box gyms, right? Big corporate gyms, but are actually taught uh, how, how to coach people properly, how to cue them properly, how they really like care about the experience and the quality of work that the, the, the member base is going to get. So, I, I really think that these smaller gyms w- hopefully will, will get a, a bigger influx of, of members after this is all over. I think it's going to be easier for a lot of these smaller gyms to stay clean. You know, you, we're going to have to definitely take a lot of uh, different sanitary measure, measures moving forward in the fitness industry and how we clean the gym and how we take care of it before and after our clients. Uh, use the equipment and I think, I mean, I've seen a lot of Miami beach, like these smaller gyms are definitely prepared for that. You know, like you said, it's a, it's an adjustment period for everyone. It's going to be an adjustment period for these, these boutique gyms as well, but they're prepared. There, there are measures that they can take in order to keep everything clean and tidy and sanitary for everyone to use throughout the day. And I think that they're going to be ready to take action When the time comes, but I really do hope that these smaller gyms see a bigger, bigger push in their member base after this is all over. Because like I said, there's, there's a lot of high quality coaches that I don't think get a lot of acknowledgement because they don't get the same type of network to interact with. Like these bigger gyms, like Equinox 24 hour fitness and so on. And I really think that these are the coaches that are going to make the difference in the industry uh, because they're the ones that are are getting the time to to really make an impact on on an individual level without a lot of that pressure to sell and, and train and crank out sessions. And I know a lot of the top trainers and coaches here in Miami Beach and in Miami in general all come from those smaller boutique gyms. Uh, and those are the people that I've learned a lot from over the years. So I, I really hope that you know, for those of you listening, if you have a local gym, after this is all over, go and go and check them out. Try out the different ones, see which one works best for you in your area. Mm-hmm. Uh, support those businesses because those coaches are great coaches. Those those gyms are are amazing gyms aesthetically. Uh, the culture in there, you know, Mark Magnolis talks. Talks about culture, anatomy is a great gym. And I, I really think that you're gonna find how amazing the experience is when you go to these smaller boutique gyms as well, right? You don't get that same feel when you go to like an Equinox as you would when you go to Primal Fit. You know, it feels more more like a family. Not saying that the gym atmosphere and the trainers and every and the and the staff at Equinox don't feel like a family for those that go uh, frequently but the whole vibe when you step into a place like Primal Fit, I mean, you know, Anthony, like, it's it's a different feel, you know, it f- you feel more comfortable, oh, you sure. feel more at home, um, you can, you know, everyone knows everyone in those places, and I think it's a great thing for, for others to, to become a part of something like that uh, once all this is over with.
1: I agree, man, and I, and I think another thing that's, especially everything was great with what you said was first of all these boutique gyms are going to be able to offer uh, more showcase the value that they deliver compared to some of these bigger bigger corporate um, wellness uh, facilities and gyms Um, you know these boutique gyms are going to be able to show what what their coaches offer Um, they're gonna also be able to I think the upper hand here is a lot of these boutique gyms that have a membership base already. Um, have an advantage also to over um, independent trainers coaches who don't operate from a boutique gym um, where they have a membership pool and with this membership pool they're able to leverage that to to keep them as online members um, and I think it's going to be very important that these boutique gyms when they go back to operating in their places that they don't remove their online source uh, that they continue doing their online training that they expand on their online training, that they start thinking of new ways to um, be creative on their online training, their online classes, whatever they're doing—virtual, pre-recorded, live. But I think right now with all this happening, I think people now, when they go back to the to the what we call the norm, I think we 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 can't just go back and settle in as what worked, what what we thought worked before. I think we have to settle in with what was what has been implemented now what people are used to now, what people are hotwired with, and we got to keep evolving with that, especially if you want to survive in the fitness industry as a boutique. And for those corporate wellness gyms, I'm telling you, they need to start adapting ASAP. They need to take advantage of the membership pool that they have, especially the, the big box gyms have bigger membership pools and you know, other smaller gyms. So they need to take advantage and learn how to utilize that smartly in a uh, online virtual format. And how to keep their clients happy and offer value still for them to maintain that membership, and um, not stop doing that when everything goes back. That's I think that's going to be the, the the test, and I think that's what's going to make the I think that's what's going to make the difference and shoot some people in the foot is who continues doing the online after all of this is done, and who stops it because they think that oh everything's back to normal we're good. And I think that's going to be the big difference of in the future, in the next five to 10 years, where the fitness industry is going to go to, who's going to come out winning um, and who's going to, who's going to really benefit from all of this. Um, But you know, with that being said, man, we haven't even touched about the fitness events and how that's going to affect um, fitness events and workshops and other seminars. I think it's another area that we can probably expand on in another podcast and talk about how, how that, that area is going to change as well. Um, online and, and, and how hybrid models are going to, you know, change that whole fitness event and workshop and seminars area for a lot of people um, around the, around the world in the fitness industry.
0: Well, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that hybrid model of, you know, part in person, part online. It's something that I've thought about uh, doing myself personally, moving my clients or uh, a majority of my clients to that hybrid model where, you know, they might see me in person once or twice a week and the other three or four days, you know, they're on their own doing uh, a, a very, you know, formatted program, uh, but but using some platform like True Coach, uh, something like that, right, where they can get the videos uh, that they need to see, but it's all online that they can get through an app or, or on their phone, Right. And I think that I really do think that that's a great model. I think if you're a a trainer now in the one-on-one game, it's a a great way to expand the amount of people that you can handle at one time, you know, while also trying to maximize the amount of of money you can make. Because if you're, if you're only seeing people one-on-one or maybe you're doing like small group training, right? Two or three people at a time, even Well, you're maybe making like, with small group training, you may be making like three, four hundred bucks an hour if you're if you're really up there with with three people. I mean think about think about how much more you can make if now instead of that one hour, three times a week, you have three of those one hour, one time a week, right? So you're able to triple your money and do the, the same amount of work as maybe a little more work on the back end. But it's it's no great, definitely not. It's a great model, and I think I, I, I do agree with you when you say that these gyms, these boutique gyms, and these corporate gyms gotta stick with it after this because, and they have to find they have to implement their own systems that that actually work and are efficient for people too. Because I think some of these gyms weren't prepared, like you said, and are now playing catch up. And when you're playing catch up in the tech industry. I feel like, especially in like the, the online user video platform, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult game to be playing. Right. Um, for sure. So I'd be surprised, you know, I definitely want to try to shift more to a hybrid model with my clientele so I can help more people, you know, and also like give myself a little more freedom of time to be able to do things like record more of these podcasts with you, uh, do more community fitness events, Uh, Once we're allowed to again and do more community outreach, that's another area that I really want to start getting more involved in, Uh, especially in the Miami community. There's a lot of great organizations, but it's going to be interesting, man. Yeah, It's going to be interesting. I I think, I think these gyms are going to really need to step it up and, and we're going to see a big shift one way or the other right towards either more corporate gyms or, or smaller gyms. And, uh, I think the trainers need to be prepared for that as well.
1: I agree, man. I, I, and, and it's like, I'd say anything like, for example, like people just need to get used to, um, and adjust to the online format of working out and training. And right now is the best time for people, like I said, to get hot wired into this new system of training from home online, with your coach through one-on-one virtual or through a course, pre-recorded course or through a live stream. And I think what it's going to do is going to make people realize when all of this settles down, the dust settles, a lot of even people who train one-on-one with their current coaches, you're going to probably be getting some of these people telling them, Hey, I want to continue doing some virtual classes. I really enjoyed that. Um, And I think, I think the customer himself is going to be able to experience, that the online experience isn't isn't what maybe as bad as what they thought, and they're going to really enjoy it and see how it's a, it saves them time. It's a different dynamic, um, and of course, one-on-one always in person is going to have its, its its true value and, and it's going to always have a different touch. But I think they're going to also see that there is a value and there is an upside about the online as well for them in the sense of time saving. Um, you know, um, and other reasons. And I think that they're going to see it through this experience and they're going to actually be the ones talking to these trainers that they have already and tell them, Hey, I would love to continue doing some online coaching. I really enjoyed this. And it's the same thing as we've seen with, with anything, you know, back, back at Equinox, back in in around that time when I was working out and training at Equinox, I remember trying to get somebody to do animal flow was ridiculous you know people look at you like i'm not doing that why should i do that no oh hell no why what is that i want to bench i want to do this i want to lift and dude now everybody wants to do body weight animal flow training kettlebell training steel mace training why because it's it's the new hot sexy thing that you know has been embedded now through social media through other coaches through workshops through this and people seeing other big people names in the industry and social media doing these things and everybody wants to do the animal flow the steel mace workouts and the kettlebells and it's the same thing with the online training the only thing was the only thing was it wasn't it wasn't as norm but now it's becoming the norm the same way that these unconventional styles of training are becoming the new norm the new normality of training the new way of training and I think this, is, this system is gonna be the new way of training and people are going to start seeing it as that. And that's what people are going to
0: want from now on. Right. Well, in terms of animal flow and unconventional training, kettlebells and steel maces, steel clubs, all that great stuff, suspension training with the TRX and uh, the rings, it's, it's expanded people's ability, right? And, and what they thought was possible in terms of being able to control their own path through fitness, right? And I think the same thing is happening with online training. Like you said, people are realizing that, you know, it's not as uncomfortable as it first seems to just like be FaceTiming your trainer and going through your session, even though you guys aren't in person. And yeah, those tactile cues, I know I've talked before about how important tactile cues are, but it is possible to still get quality coaching even though you're not like touching someone or right up in their face. Right. So I've had, I've had a few clients that were staunchly against doing the online training thing via video conference, or, you know, just me giving them a series of videos and the rep scheme right through those through apps like, like true coach. And now they're telling me, Oh, I'm, I might take my family, you know, we might go up to upstate New York or we might go to California when all this is over and just try to like get in a more secluded area so that we can, you know, feel more safe for ourselves. And I want to still continue to train me and my wife uh, want to continue, even though we're going to do that, you know, and they never they never would have approached me about that beforehand. And I I think, like you said, it's going to open up a lot of people's eyes to the possibilities that are really out there that you and I have known about that a lot of people in the industry have known about and felt confident about uh in the years past I think a lot now it's going to start to come around to the the general public where people are like okay we can really sure. do this we can really be healthy and I think I hope you know after this f- big wave of the coronavirus is over that there is a huge shift towards the, the personal responsibility that people have to their own health, right? You can't rely Mm -hmm. on government subsidies or, or, you know, quick fix surgeries to solve your, your health problems. You have to be the one to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I need to make a change. My actions are what led me to this point. You know, my circumstances may have played a factor, but my actions are, what led me to this point of being unhealthy, being obese, being, you know, overweight, having these, uh, lifestyle based health issues. And I know it's not going to be easy, but I need to put in the work to change and and to get better. And if people don't take that personal responsibility towards improving their own health, I think that we're going to see a lot more of this, right? Because this whole, this virus is attacking, you know, the elderly, but it's in, in, in the younger people that it's attacking. A lot of them, uh, it looks like, are having these sedentary lifestyle-based uh, diseases and, and health issues. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think there needs to be a giant emphasis in the public about taking care of ourselves. You know, and part of that is continuing to train and continuing to exercise and continuing to eat healthy and, you know, continuing to recover properly. And all those things can be done, even though you're not with a coach in person. And now more than ever, now more than ever, you know, you said it, that's being solidified as something that is feasible for everyday consumption.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, man. And I got to honestly say, I want to retract back, um, to where you had said about, let's say you had your client and they're going out of town, you know, before a client wouldn't be able to train with you and they're going to go out of town, do their thing. And sometimes it's harder for them to do these things as we know on their own, we can leave them homework to do. And many times some of them brush it off or, Hey, you know, I wasn't, I was doing this and look, we want to enjoy our time. But at the same time, if we have, you know, some of these clients have their goals and they know they want to get to their goals. Well, they got to continue doing certain things. And I think the beauty of the online training is that it's going to help, especially if you're doing it online live stream, I think it's going to help hold a lot of these clients and, and, um, people accountable in the sense of them themselves are going to be more engaged and wanting to do the online because they see that they can now take you with them on their vacation. Like you said, they can take you with them on their trip and they're still going to get a great workout. They're still going to get the results and they're going to be able to continue towards the path of, progre- of, of progress without jeopardizing it. Where beforehand, when this wasn't as big, a lot of times, you know, the, the hardest thing for some of these clients, and we know, you know, especially if they're on their work trips and vacations is for them to find the time to, or, or, or wanting to find the time to be able to squeeze in a workout. But when they have a scheduled online coaching, knowing that you're going to be there with them to hold, help them, hold them accountable, it changes the game. And then it makes them want to do it. And they're going to treat it as a regular one-on-one session. And it's just, I think in that area, it's going to really, you're going to see a lot of people that are going to be able to just create a bigger accountability to keeping their health on check, even when they're on their work trips, vacations and all this stuff. And wanting to continue down that path of, of, of success. And, um, you know, the other thing, like you were saying, you know, with the whole stuff with the Corona, I think it's just such a high important time right now in, the, in, in our, in our lives that everybody keeps themselves at the most optimal shape. And that's why I think people are tackling these workout videos and, um, you know, into these live streams and, you know, doing these online coachings because it is an, it, it is an important thing right now, especially with the numbers that we see our country in health. And this is not talking about the Corona only just in general with our health. Um, you know, we know our country is, 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 is probably the largest country out there with, with highest levels of obesity. And, you know, we know all the diseases that come out of obesity and, you know, especially during a time with a Corona, you know, that is, is going to affect those people very hard as well. We need to really do our best and in, in, in any way possible and really utilize the online format and platforms to, to combat these issues and get people moving. And, um, not talking on another spectrum. I think this is also another great opportunity that I just came into my head for, for a lot of, um, um, equipment companies and a lot of, um, companies who build garage gyms, who build at home gyms. I think this is a great area for them to step into, and it's going to be a very lucrative area. As you can see now, the numbers have skyrocketed for at home fitness equipment, at home portable equipment, um, garage gyms at home gyms and I think um, there's going to be a lot of build outs of gyms now moving forward into this new era and I think a lot of more people are going to build out garage gyms a lot of people are going to build at home gyms and they're going to look for more of that and they're going to have their at-home gym set up like a small studio where they can access a TV or iPad or whatever tablet and have their online trainer Coach them with any tool they need because they have all the tools built in their at home gym and they have access to their online coach who can now utilize different tools with them because they have it at their house. And I think people are going to start looking towards that format too, where we're already seeing more people working from home. Working from home is becoming a bigger thing. Even in the past 10 years, online becoming stronger has cut back on workers going to work every day at work even in the last 10 years we've seen an uptake on people working from home as it is now with the Corona, this is even a bigger uptake for that. And I think people are just going to start seeing their home more as their sanctuary, their work, their health space, their everything. And believe it or not, this is going to have an effect on the real estate market too. I think people are going to start choosing how to buy their home differently. They're going to start choosing what they want in their home um, to start building out their dream, ideal workspace, living space, sanctuary, health space, and, and make it the most optimal possible. And believe it or not, I think with this whole Corona thing, I think it's gonna change the game for a lot of industries.
0: I think you hit it on the head, man. I mean, I've been trying to make my apartment as optimal as possible as possible for me to be able to get, you know, work done, but also feel like I can then, you know, wind down and And have that like peaceful place that I can relax in, especially as anxious as some of us may be. And I think, you know, having a place in my apartment that I feel like I can work out at, you know, I'm like doing workouts on my balcony right now. Uh, It's been nice outside here in Miami, so luckily I've been able to and I kind of enjoy that, you know, like being able just to step outside of my own apartment somewhere where I already feel very comfortable and, and kind of get into that zone, even though there's not a ton of space, right? Like be able to get into that zone where I can get a quality workout in and, and feel, feel comfortable doing so still. Uh, and I don't think that that's going to change when this is over. You know, I definitely think I'm, I'll probably do a lot more at home workouts. Um, I'm definitely going to be going outside as you know, when I can uh, once all this is over, because I'm not going to take that for granted anymore, but I'm definitely going to work out from home instead of being in like a big box gym. I think that I've become accustomed to it now, like you said, and,
1: and I enjoy it. Yeah, man. I, and, and it's crazy because you know, it's, it's funny how, how history repeats itself and history works and, you know, way back in the day before technology and everything, you know, everybody everybody was at home. Everybody would spend most of their time at home before when before traveling and uh, before sorry before transportation for traveling existed. Cars, airplanes, boats—like everybody was at home. And even then, like when things started moving a little bit, people were still at home. Their home was their place, their their, their grounds, their everything. And then when transportation came up. You know, you saw more people getting out, moving around, jumping to other places to places. And it's just funny because I really feel that even with the, with, with advancement and with technology, I think that now this is going to revert back and it's going to make people stay at home more again. I think it's going to make people like we were, like we were talking about, I think it's going to make people, um, want to view their home differently and see how their home can be used as a multi-purpose area. And we know some big successful entrepreneurs out there and leaders who already do that. They already have their homes as their offices, as their workspace, as their filming studio, as their their fitness uh, gym, as their, you know, outside outdoor activity area with basketball courts, whatever it is, you know, obviously that's a higher level, but I think that people are going to start looking, be, be paying more attention to their homes and probably making choices on buying homes a little differently than, 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 than before. Um, You know, it's really going to be interesting, man. I think it's making even me think a little differently already of like, you know, if I got a home, what I would want in my home, you know, before I would have the idea of my, how I would want a home and I'm already thinking a little differently of what setup I would want in my home to have what in there because, you know, I think more people are going to spend more time in their homes. And I think that, um, it's it's gonna make that huge shift, man. I think it really is, and I think it's gonna bring back some of that old old old, old history of repeating itself again, where people you know you know lived in their homes, spent the most times of the days in their homes, and did almost everything. And I'm not saying that that's gonna take away from traveling and doing all this stuff, but I think this is gonna be a new eye opener for a lot of things that you know we can do a lot with what we have in our home. And I think it's gonna show people that you know, what you have is, is plenty as well. And you use the spaces correctly. And, um, and I think it's also going to learn teach a lot of businesses that they don't need such a huge operating, you know, um, uh, building or business space. And I think it's going to help teach businesses to cut back on certain costs that they don't need to be spending, certain overhead, cutting back on office spaces. Um, and obviously this goes depending on what type of business you have. Some businesses do need a, a huge, a bigger, locations and others. But I think the ones that, you know, have been stuck in the middle that, you know, they feel like they do need one, but maybe they really don't. And they see that they can operate without having, have, having a big space. It's already happening now. You're getting businesses who are talking about how they're operating even more optimal with their workers being at home. And they're already thinking about cutting half of their, their, you know, costs by eliminating half of the amount of rent they're spending and moving into a smaller location and keeping people, some people working from home or creating that hybrid of come in for three days of the week and the other two, three days you're at home, you know? So you're seeing that and you're seeing now, I had a conversation with somebody recently and they're telling me how, um, they they uh, I think their family member cousin, I think it was owns a business and he's doing so well online now that he's going to completely eliminate his, his overhead of where he has a rental space. He was paying like, He's only like twenty to thirty thousand dollars a month and he's gonna completely eliminate that he says that all his people are operating at a higher level right now and he says I don't even think I need an, a, a space anymore I can do all of this without a space and operate this at, at a fully function uh, state you know and it's crazy because um, and, and that's people working from homes and that's what I feel like is going to really change the game in, in, in all aspects.
0: listen I'm right there with you when it comes to reframing how you're thinking about your purchasing of a of a apartment or of a house i thought you know okay i could really i could really live in a condo if it's nice the, the amenities are nice the gym's nice you know i could use it maybe to train some of my clients and just like have a a, a little easier life because you don't have to deal with all that maintenance right but now i really think that i want to i want a house i I want to have that backyard that I can relax in, maybe have a pool to be able to go in. And these are like first world problems, right? That we're, that we're talking about here. I know a lot of people are like, you're you're fucking crazy to be talking about, Oh, I'd like to buy a house with a pool and Miami and, you know, but really, you know, having your own little secluded area that you can have, because listen, like I, they just announced that someone in my building had, uh, had come down with COVID-19, you know, and they're, they're offsite that now they're not in the, the complex, but still like, you know, now I'm thinking like, shit, now I gotta like, even more, even more than before, which I've been like very cognizant of like washing my hands, not touching my face, you know, not, not touching surf like elevator surfaces as, as best as I can, you know, and then washing my hands when I get inside and all that stuff. Right. Lots of hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes, but if I had my own house like that, that wouldn't be an issue, right? Not as much of an issue. There's not as many people obviously living in your own house as there is living in an apartment complex. So it's definitely changed my mindset on it. And I think you're spot on when you talk about how people are going to restructure their, their businesses and, and you know, how, how much this is going to impact the commercial real estate market. It's going to be insane. It's going to impact a lot of things, man. And I, I think, the fitness industry is no different. Uh, there's tons of moving parts. Not, not everyone knows or is really, I mean, everyone is un, uncertain about what the outcome on the, what's going to happen on the other side of this. Uh, I think we just have to, you know, keep trying to work and keep trying to figure things out as we get new information and, and go from there.
1: Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. And, and that's, that that's what we got to do we got to keep uh we got to keep moving we got to keep pushing we got to keep evolving um and we got to just uh you know keep that ball rolling and you know especially during a time like this I think we have a lot to learn from I think we have a lot of new things to apply I think we have a lot of things we could take advantage of and I think there's a lot of positivity within the negative realm that we that we're in and um I think this is well, I not think I know this is going to be a landmark in our history. And it, it's, uh, they say, again, it's, it's a, it's a big, it's a big thing going on in our lifetime that, um, we can really later on share and, with our kids, with our families, future, future, um, people we get in, we, we, we involve ourselves with the, the younger, younger um, individuals that didn't go through this and we'll be able to talk to them and tell them how this one thing was able to revolutionize, um, a lot of industries. Uh, real estate businesses the health and fitness industry technology everything the way we operate the way we do things the way we go about our lives the way we act in certain things and the way that you know just humanity is functioning and um, it's gonna be very very uh, intriguing and interesting to see what what is gonna come out of this and how people are gonna respond to once everything does get back to normal and um, What is going to be the new normal? I think that's the question is, you know, what is, what is the new normal? What is the new thing that people are going to call the everyday lifestyle um, in the new world that we're going to be living in? And um, at the same time, as it may sound a little scary, I'm somewhat excited to see what that is going to be and be be part of. And um, I think we can make the best out of it if we all just keep the one thing that can never change. The one thing that, it's never adaptable and that's you got to keep putting in the work and you got to keep moving and you got to keep being consistent and you got to keep putting in effort. And those are the one things that can't change. Those are the one things that are always rooted and you have to keep doing those things to get any kind of success. So I think if we all do those things and play our part in whatever the world changes, if we streamline and stay doing that route, we will all be fine. We will all be doing perfectly well and um, we'll be able to adapt into whatever the world throws at us.
0: I think that's a great way to, to end the podcast. You guys heard it from Mendez. You, your effort is everything. No matter what you're doing, no matter if you're spending time with your family, uh, busting your ass working or just trying to figure out what you're going to do after all this put your all into it because this will end eventually and you want to be prepared for it until next time guys have a great one
1: thank you for listening to sweat it out with anthony mendez and josh evans enjoy this episode make sure to subscribe rate and leave a review